chasing new worldly possessions Flesh making, spirit breaking, which one would you listen? The better part, the human heart, you love them or dissect them Happiness or flashiness, how do you serve the question? See in the perfect world, I would be perfect world I don't trust people enough beyond their surface world I don't love people enough to put my faith in man I put my faith in these lyrics, hoping I make a band I understand I ain't perfect, I probably won't come around This time I might push you down, last time I ain't give a fuck I still feel the same now, my feelings might go numb You're dealing with cold though, I'm willing to give up a leg and arm To show empathy from, pity parties and functions are you and yours A perfect world, you probably live another 24 I can't fake humble just cause your ass is insecure I can't fake humble just cause your ass is insecure I made or the bed I laid Seems like I point the finger just to make a point nowadays Smiles and cold stares, the temperature goes there Indigenous disposition, feel like we belong here I know the walls, they can listen, I wish they could talk back The hurt becomes repetition, the love almost lost that Sick venom and men and women overcome with pride A perfect world is never perfect, only filled with lies Promises are broken and more resentment come alive Race barriers making inferior, you and I see in a perfect world I choose faith over riches, I'll choose work over bitches I'll make schools out of prison, I'll take all the religions And put them all in one service, just to tell them we ain't shit But he's been perfect world Anyone here ever been to Saudi Arabia? Wow, you like your safety. Don't you? <laughs> a woman, go, white girl going to Saudi Arabia? <laughs> I'm glad you survived. You guys should know this history about Saudi Arabia. Uh, 2,000 years ago, we used to bury women just because they were women, which was hilarious. <laughs> But I have two questions regarding this. If they're burying all the women, who was having all the babies? And my second question is, why did we stop doing it? It was such a good idea. 
Uh, so my sister is uh, in a wheelchair, uh, which makes her very happy. Uh, because in her mind, she's the first woman to drive in my country, which... Um, <laughs> uh, she, she, she was trying to give me li life advice. She's like, Jeanette, life is a highway. I'm like, you don't even drive, girl. Why are you trying to give me that kind of advice? <laughs> uh, she's dead now. But the point is... <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was at a museum. Uh, here in San Francisco, I can't remember which one because I'm lying, and <laughs> <laughs> and I got to the gift shop, and I have to I have to ask you guys this because just so I know that I'm not going crazy, why are gift shops called gift shops when nothing in there is actually nice enough to be a gift? <laughs> this has always confused me. No one ever gets a gift from a gift shop and says, "Oh my God, thank you, Janet. I've always wanted this pen for work." <laughs> that was a clean joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys have a lot of sayings in, uh, sayings in America, which is really good, but I have to ask you guys this. Uh, I had this uh, American teacher, and he was like, Jeanette, if you finish this assignment, you can kill two birds with one stone. And I was like, why would I want to kill two birds? <laughs> Killing one bird with a rifle is hard enough, let alone two birds with one stone. But then I started thinking about it. Like, what about the birds? If there were two birds, two birds sitting on a branch, what would they say? Listen, son, if you feed your kids worms, you can poo on two heads with one shit. Stupid <laughs> <laughs> joke. Uh, okay, I'm going to finish with this. Uh, uh, I've been getting into martial arts, uh, which is great. Uh, I've been watching like the greats in martial arts, like Muhammad Ali, uh, Jackie Chan, and Chris Brown. <laughs> but Chris Brown taught me how to beat up my wife, and I would never beat up my wife as a Muslim, self-respecting Muslim, because I know that all four of my wives end up kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, si I'm sick of homophobia in my country uh, because like all homophobic guys are complaining about like guys sleeping with each other. Then you open their laptops and you find lesbian porn on their laptops. <laughs> lesbian porn is fake, it's downgrading to women, and it gives unrealistic expectations when it comes to sex. And that's why I watch it. I mean, self-respecting Muslim. <laughs> okay, guys, that's my time. Thank you very, very much. You guys are very, very good. Really funny stuff. Uh, comments, everybody. Uh, I won't blow anyone up. You can tell me. Um, I love the beginning when you start out with your accent. I th think you could do that even bigger. You could start out with a much thicker accent. And I have noticed, sorry, uh, people I know who speak Arabic, they, for some reason, it's like a decibel deeper. Like Arabic just is a deeper sound. So you can be really low even speaking in English because that is immediate like Arabic. You know what I mean? Okay. But you could just go stronger with that because I really like that, that change. That, that was cute. Um, and when you ask who was having all the babies, there's a joke in there about how one woman has so many babies in Saudi Arabia. So it doesn't take that many women to populate. Uh, yeah. Maybe? <laughs> when you said your sister's dead now, I feel like that's a little too hard. I don't know why it was there. It and if it's true, that's fine. But like, 
it doesn't need to be there maybe yeah, yeah that makes sense okay kind of too dark but uh, yeah. any other comments i won't hurt anyone i promise <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna start out by making this about me I'm, I'm i'm also a comedian so that's kind of what we do so i apologize for that but um <laughs> one of my very first sets um i went on stage and i wore a uh, button-down shirt and i said before i start i have something i'd like to get off my chest i unbutton the shirt and i'm wearing uh, i have a piece of paper taped to my other shirt underneath and it says i enjoyed cloud atlas and your <laughs> unzipping your hoodie made me think of that so you could have like a piece of paper or something or maybe like even a custom printed shirt if you have that kind of money uh that just says i don't have an accent you fucking racists or something like that uh, I'm not really into the physical side of comedy. Like I'm, I just okay. go for talking, which okay. is what we do. Yeah, just a thought. Uh, any other? Um, for the gift shop one, I think you just need to pick something more that you'd see in a gift shop. Like that could be funny, like Russian dolls or something. Like a Who's pen that? isn't uh, really like. It was just the basic thing that I could think of. I'm not really a clean comic. I was just trying to go for something clean. <laughs> I'm a sick motherfucker, so <laughs> I was just trying to go for something clean. Uh, any other comments? No? Wow. Okay. Who's next? They loved your jokes so much, they had nothing to say. Janaid, Van Janaid, yay. All right. Uh, I know it's it's hard because there's uh, people need to go to brainwash and other mics this evening, which is lovely. Um, so what we're gonna do now, in order to fit everybody in, is we're gonna cut the comments to like you really have to have to say something so that we can fit everybody in. If you don't have anything to say, we're pretty much just gonna move because I really want to give everybody their four minutes and we're starting to run out of time. So your next comedian, uh, he's a super funny guy. You can see him tomorrow night at Brainwash on the. Um, showcase from 8 to 9 p.m. There's an open mic from 7 to 8, and there's an open mic from 9 to 10. But in the middle, there's big, long sets, and one of them is from this gen next hilarious comedian. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Stefan Massey. Good evening. Here are the fresh jokes. Um, fresh jokes. Fresh jokes. Get them while they're hot. Uh, so I just came to realize that I've been ghosted on twice in one calendar year. Uh, no, don't. It's it's fine. I'm used to it at this point. I'm really just amazed that anyone could have a streak of luck with this kind of thing that's as bad and as long as mine has been. And so the best way I know how to describe it at this point is it's like a running joke, but it's happening in my life. Uh, I, I can't even get mad or upset when it happens. Uh, I just get mad for like 20 minutes, and then it gets exhausting to hold on to something that unpleasant and intense for any longer. Uh, and it just sucks because the most recent of the ghostings was preceded by a date that seemed to go really well at the time. So it's like, I can't even do well when I'm doing well, you know? Oh well, I guess I, I'll just uh, <laughs> I'll just die alone, uh, which uh, should make me a better comedian at any rate. Um, it may shock you to learn that uh, as a comedian, I think about the art of comedy such as it is quite a bit. And as much as I look up to many of my fellow comics, I always feel like there's a dearth of diversity. Uh, as far as material that we do. 
And I just feel like most people only ever talk about food, their jobs, or sex, and any of what they're talking about. And it's like we have the whole of human history to draw on, and all that we can think about is eating, working, and fucking, for Christ's sake. Uh, where's the weirdness, guys? Where are the super out there comics blazing the trail started by Eric Andre? Well, I mean, one of the best comedians I ever saw uh, was at Penelope, and he just was like mumbling awkwardly through his jokes, and then he pulls out some fucking craft singles from the shirt of his uh, button, the pocket of his button-down shirt, and just starts eating them as he's telling these jokes, and it was the best thing I've ever seen. I never saw that guy again, and I'm so mad about that. Where did he go? Where did he go, mysterious cheese eater? Um... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I don't date much, uh, and part of it is because I really don't like uh, playing games. I'm like, I'm horrible at playing games, uh, and like, like, like negging. You guys know about negging? Yeah? Oh, man, it's the worst. Like, it's, you know, for those that aren't aware, it's just like, you know, you say, um, you point out in the middle of conversation a minor negative detail about the person that you're with, and the idea is then you're putting a chink in their armor, you're, you know, lowering their defenses a bit to, you know, get in there, as it were. Um, and... It's like I do that anyway. Like my brain automatically catalogs the negative features about people and like I just fucking say these things because of how I'm wired, it, you know? Well, so why would I wanna like try and make a game out of that? That's just dumb. I'm already, I'm an equal opportunity neck. Wait. <laughs> Shit. I might need to rewrite that. All right, that's all I got. Comments? He was perfect, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. Stephen Massey, okay. yay! Your next comedian can be seen this Friday here on Pam Tess's Comedy Clubhouse, where we are featuring all comedians who have been divorced. So come this Friday and see your next comedian right now. You're going to clap like you've like you've never clapped before for Annette Mullaney yay for divorce um so uh, I have a conflicted relationship with porn um back when I was married it was like the only thread by which my libido hung over a pit of despair um, but now that I'm single and back in the dating market, I feel like it creates a lot of really unrealistic expectations, um, like that I'm going to try. Um, I actually got pretty lucky with my first husband, uh, because he was a virgin when I met him, whereas I was an American. Um, so I like, I got to control the information, right? Like all he knew of sex is what I told him. Um, so like blowjobs actually a terrible myth perpetuated by porn. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, there were some good things about marriage. Uh, foremost, it made rejecting other dudes easier. Right, like if someone hits on you, you just gotta point over at that dude and be like, yo, I'm so sorry, otherwise I'd be totally into it, but that dude locked this shit down, bro. Um, and you can have like male friends. Um, like there's definitely temptation and that's hard, but I was a, like, I was a terrible wife, but I never cheated. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah, okay. Um, but like ever since I've been single again, I have to like learn how to deal with like dudes hitting on me. Um, and I guess one fear that's come about is that I'm really worried about parties turning into orgies. Um, <laughs> like 
I'm from the Midwest, which might be part of it. Like parties in San Francisco are definitely of a different caliber. Um, in the Midwest, like parties don't turn into surprise orgies. You can tell like from what people bring to the potluck, what kind of party it's gonna be. If someone brings like a seven bean, three cheese, mayonnaise casserole, it's definitely not gonna turn into an orgy. It's way too heavy of a dish. <laughs> Whereas like in San Francisco, people here are always eating kale and smoothies. Like they're just always ready to go. They're, they eat way too light. Um, so I've gotten really good at being alone. I've uh, been, you know, I divorced, what, like two years ago? Um, and not to brag like too much, but I'm so goddamn good at getting myself off that sometimes when I'm on a date, I feel like Steph Curry playing pickup at the Y. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I like being alone, and I think that technology has made it really easy. Like, I don't need human contact, I have podcasts. Parties, fuck that, I have Netflix. And like, emotional support, I have food. <laughs> um, so yeah, oh, sorry, back to orgies. <laughs> uh, I don't want to sound anti-orgy. Um, I think it's wonderful that people can delight in their sexuality, and like, on a theoretical level, I should be down with orgies because one of my least favorite things to do is to talk to strangers or talk to people. And like on dates, I've definitely had sex to avoid having awkward conversations. Um, but like I just can't get down with the orgy. Um, on one, like one, there's gonna be ladies there and I respect women way too much to have to subject them to my shame cave. Um, and like, I wish I didn't have to choose between respecting people and banging them, but I don't make the rules. Um, and then like, I guess it doesn't, there don't have to be other ladies there. It could just be all dudes and me. But like, I'm a programmer. So I just, you know, I kind of want to leave that at the office. Um, so yeah, I've learned, uh, people think that because you've been through a divorce, you like learn a lot about relationships. Um, and one thing I've learned is that uh, you definitely, like the problem in a relationship like a marriage is that fights can go on way too long. Like they're never settled. So I think if I were ever to get another one, I would try to settle arguments uh, through trial by ordeal, right? Like invoke the gods. Cause I don't like, don't worry, I don't believe in God, but I can't shake superstition in some sort of sentient being that mostly ignores us, but definitely has a wicked sense of irony. Um, so I think my, my plan would be to like, every time something goes bad in the fridge, we'll just put that all together in one bottle. And then whenever we have a disagreement, we'll both drink it and whoever doesn't throw up first is correct. Um, and that's just, there you go, like the arguments ended, there's no bringing it up later. Um, and luckily I've been practicing for a while because uh, I'm very bad at using food on time. Um, like did you know, so I think this is good because it'll discourage food waste, like did you know 40% of all food bought in the US is wasted? Um, it's just fucking terrible, we're like, oh I bought this food but I'd have to cook it so instead I'm just going to let it rot. Um, yeah, so, uh, mm, do, do, do. Uh, I have friends who come to me asking for relationship advice because they, you know, they think I'm like a sage. Um, the problem is that I just, their situations are so different than mine. They'll come to me and they'll be like, um, I saw this dude for three months and he uh, didn't, fuck. I saw this dude for three months and uh, I finally got to a point where I wanted to define the relationship and he said he just wanted to keep it chill and now I can't see him anymore. And I'm like, wait, so you had steady sex for months, no commitment, and he didn't fuck up your credit? 
what is his number? Because I would like to give him a piece of my mind. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks. Oh, and I would. Annette Mulaney. I know there's no time, but I would really appreciate comments. The, the best line in that set was uh, bringing it up later when you were talking about vomiting. It was an accident. Yeah. You said without bringing it up later, and you were talking about vomiting, and I was like, ha, 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 ha. I have the same note. I said, because it's come up already. <laughs> okay, uh, also, uh, did you mention where you were where you're from in the Midwest? Mich no, I didn't. What, where are you from? Michigan. Like, where out of Michigan? Lansing. Okay. That's a, that's a big one, right? Like, I think you should, like, it, where you're, like, from Lansing or, like, the, another smaller town next to Lansing? A smaller town next to Lansing. Mention that name. Because uh, you're like, I'm from whatever small town, Midwest, and I think it would just add more to add a little more description. Okay. Um, and also, I think it's funny when you're like, my, my first husband, like, you're going to have a lot more, like, one of four, or something like that. I just think that was funny. And you're like, that's the first husband of whatever. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Annette Mulaney! Come see her Friday on Pam Dance's Comedy Clubhouse. A mere $5 and you get a weed treat. Your next comedian, another funny lady. She went to the comedy college, but we're not going to hold it against her. She's super funny. Here she is, Allison Hooker. Yeah, there we go. Hey now, learning how to use a mic. That's fun. So I don't know how this goes for you guys, but I gotta say, comedy comes to me sometimes at really bad times. You guys feel me? Like, I was making out with someone for the first time. I was laughing in his mouth. And like I, it wasn't even related to him at all. I just thought of something, and I was like, "Oh, this can be good." And I started laughing in his mouth, but you know, I was making out with him, so obviously I was gonna have sex with him. I mean, you know, I'm not like that. <laughs> so I had to wait through this entire session, you know, kind of waiting for him, you know, waiting for the sex to be over, but really not wanting to forget this idea that I had and kind of building on it while while the sex is going on. So I write it down when we're when we're done having sex, and he thought he thought I was journaling. He was like, "Oh, are you journaling?" <laughs> I was like, oh no, that wouldn't make me journal. Um, <laughs> it was cute though. He wanted to join me, so he like got out his moleskin and his crayons. <laughs> He's he, writing all big, you know. Like I couldn't not read it, even if I wanted to. It was like I had sex, like a picture of a dick. I do have to ask you guys. I, I mean, we're in a room of mostly men. Like, what is with drawing dicks? I just, I don't get it. Is it, what is that? I mean, if you want to answer. It's, it's funny. It's funny? Yeah. Because I mean, I it's love it. Especially the more descriptive you get, the funnier it is. Like, throw a couple veins into it. Oh, yeah. boy. That's funny? Yes. Because I really like them. I don't want to draw them. We also don't really want to take pictures. Like, the, you guys like to take dick pics and send them to us. And I'm thinking, what I realize is it's probably because the camera adds 10 pounds. Like, you guys take a dick pic and send it. You know, you feel like, oh, yeah, that's my dick. We take a pic, still adds 10 pounds. It's just like, 
<laughs> just a puffy pussy. That's never fun. Anyways, uh, we've been talking about divorce. I'm married and divorced at 30. Yeah. Try to make good time, you know? I figure, you know, get a dozen in. I hear the 13th is free. Fucking <laughs> punch card situation. But um, I, I learned through marriage that actually what men want in long-term relationships is, is a chase. You know, because any time my, my ex wanted to have sex, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's go. And so he never got to chase me, and I, and I felt like that became our problem. So I started trying to make him chase me, um, pretending I wasn't trying to have sex with him. Like, I dressed down in my panties to do housework, you know, pretend to stub my toe, like, ouch. Oh, sh shoot, ouch. He'd get me ice go back to what he was doing <laughs> or like last time I saw him I was like okay so um my panties are wet he was like what is the dryer broken I was like no I am trying to have sex with you he was like okay let's try to say focus on the divorce paperwork <laughs> but now I'm in a new relationship I'm in a new relationship and yeah. um I know it's a new relationship because he thinks all the things that I do are really cute you know, like we'll wake up in the morning, he's like, oh, you were so cute. You were like talking in your sleep last night. Like down the line, he's gonna be like, you never stop talking. You literally talk in your sleep. You know, or he loves the fact that I like always wanna have sex right now. He's like, you're so cute and sexy. Just uh. Later, he's gonna be like, put my dick down. Put it down. We are at my sister's graduation. What are you doing? <laughs> Like, get that out of your mouth. When did that get in your mouth? Stop. This is my uncle's funeral. So anyways, it's fun being in a new relationship, though, you know? Everything's cute. I had something else to say about that, but I don't remember. Oh. Damn it. That's it. Thanks, guys. Allison, hooker. Dicks in her mouth, just like a hooker. Yay. Uh, I, I, the the, uh, the bit with uh, the, the guy you just had sex with, um, uh, you know, drawing with crayons, that's very funny, but it also sounds like you just fucked a child. <laughs> I agree, I wrote that down. A man. Yes, no, no, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so clowning on men, I can't. No, 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 just, like just ch push. Children, the, the whole Crayola thing. No. Just yeah. push the man thing. Yeah, push yeah. it, push and, and man at the, okay. at the top of the right. joke, oh, and or, then... Or just like drive home that it is a man like drawing with Crayolas. Okay. That's going to be funny. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Say got it. Man child. That's a common phrase. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, there it. was also in the beginning you were talking about um, like writing a joke while you're making out with someone laughing in their mouth. Uh, you're very vague about what the idea is. Like I don't know. I feel like that's kind of interesting. I feel like you should maybe throw that in. Okay. And then also you were talking about like why it's so interesting to men that they just draw dicks. Uh, I put put it to you. Uh, why is Georgia O'Keefe trying to hide all those vaginas in those flowers? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> At least we're upfront about it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Right. <laughs> no, oh, wait, guys. Yeah, one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you bent over and you tried to be sexy in front of your husband, you like bent down and then you said, "Oh shoot." 
you lost me. <laughs> like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, you stubbed your toe. Like, that's not like, oh, sh-. you should be like, oh, shit. Like, you're like, oh, like dirty. You know what I mean? Oh, shoot seems like too cutesy. And like, I don't know. Is it? Marcella, you, you laugh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. oh, shoot. I, there's not a dick. Like, oh, the whole shoe thing. Like, just like. If you heard you <laughs> like uh, you know what I mean like you gotta be more like you already had the you gotta get the voice down or something like you already had the body down like you bent over and you looked over your shoulder and you said oh shoot like what the fuck <laughs> are you okay like I don't understand that's why my husband didn't want to fuck me <laughs> it was the worst well, here's, here's your sign you know what I mean oh <laughs> uh, it's a Jeff Fox for you thing <laughs> okay yeah don't say oh shoot it sounds it might yeah Allison Hooker! Your next comedian is going to be in San Francisco for the summer. We all learned that on the Bay Area Comedy Network. And uh, clap your hands. It's the first time he's been here at Mutiny Radio. It's Omar Kreshi! Good to be here. I'm in uh, San Francisco from this, for the summer, it's true. Um, I'm from Missouri originally. Ooh. Shit's weird in Missouri. I, uh, have, has anyone here ever done an eating contest? I, I have done an eating contest. In Missouri, there's a place called Hogwild Barbecue. And they have a contest in which you have to eat eight pounds of nachos with like meat and cheese on it. And I succeeded. Uh, and if you ever get the chance to eat eight pounds of nachos, don't do it, all right? It's a terrible idea. The whole time my body was like, no! Like, my body felt like New Orleans post-Hurricane Katrina. It was just wreckage and like looting and shit going on. Afterwards, I went to the doctor and I was like, doc, I think I'm dying. And he was like, you probably are. Like, you can't just eat a fat baby's weight worth of nachos and then be fine afterwards. It's like a medical miracle you're still here. And you, you know what the prize was just to, for all of this? You get to have your face on a wall. I, that's the sorriest group of people I've ever seen. And, and let's be clear, just only men. No woman is just like, let's just ruin myself for no fucking reason. It's exclusively men. And you know what the crazy thing was? Every single man in the picture was wearing suspenders. <laughs> not in like a cool Brooklyn hipster way, like in a, a belt's not gonna work way. Like in a, they don't make this much continuous leather. So instead I'm gonna strap my pants on over my shoulders. Like I'm aboard a fucking spacecraft. This is too much, I don't know. People in Missouri are weird though. When they found out that I was living here, they were like, well my friend Brett was like, well, move to the Bay Area, huh? Did they turn you gay out there? It's like, it's uh, not how it works. I moved near San Francisco, not Hogwarts. You know what I mean? There's no magic. It's not how it works. You don't turn you gay like that. He was like, well, you look gay to me. What does, that, what does it mean to look gay? Do I have a dildo coming out of my ass? Which, it, to be clear, it's 2016. Even that's not a clear sign. All right, people are into butt stuff. This fucking guy looks like he's into butt stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to blow up your spot, my friend. No, you know what? You know what I do think is crazy. I, I love when people say like it's not Adam and Eve. No, it's not Adam and Steve. It's Adam and Eve or whatever. Have you heard that? Why? Why is that? Okay, is it because it rhymes? Is that how we make decisions now? Whoever smelt it, dealt it. Great syllogism, buddy. You're, that's not enough. Okay, it can't just rhyme. You've got to have some more argument there. I don't know. People are weird. Uh, 
I, I listen to, you guys are fucking really, like almost sickeningly white. This is just very white. I feel like you're, you're translucent. <laughs> what are you? I'm Persian. Too white. Just, just. And Mexican. Not just, and somehow you look white. I don't know what happened to you. You see, get outdoors. Get some color. You look like a disaster. No, no, I'm, you look wonderful. I don't mean to insult you. Um, no, but here's here's the thing. I love rap music a lot. I think rap music is great. Uh, I like Jay-Z's 99 Problems a lot. And one of my favorite verses in that song is, I ain't past the bar, but I know a little bit, enough that you won't illegally search my shit. Jay-Z, you're black. <laughs> they kill black people. It's not the time to be like, my Fourth Amendment rights, they will murder you tonight, Jay-Z. This is not the time to get overconfident. These cops are bad. And you know, to be fair, a lot of times people say to me after I say stuff like that, like, Omar, not all cops kill black people. And that's a terrible argument. Here's why. Let's say this guy and I opened up a daycare, all right? And a couple of us peed on the kids. It wouldn't be in, like R. Kelly style, just in case anyone was wondering. It wouldn't be enough for us to then say, well, not all the counselors peed on the kids. Yeah, that's true, but enough did that it's an issue, right? It's not like part of the job for some reason. Thanks so much, guys. That's my time. summer and we can't wait to hear more jokes about him peeing on small children yes fuck those kids unless you're getting paid to hang out with them uh all right moving along we have a couple more comedians left we have three more so we're just gonna roll on through it your next comedian funny man really helpful for the station bought me a beer it's george a soldier boy Fuck me, standing. <laughs> Everybody, oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm just so dumb. I asked not to get on tonight because I didn't want to get on tonight because I didn't bring any jokes tonight, but I only had one fucking joke in my head. And I hate earworms. That's all it comes down to. Don't like earworms. Everybody hates them. I don't know. Hey, Ethan. You got an earworm, you know, like a song that just gets, you hear it once, it gets stuck in your head all night. You get that, and then you're done. All fucking day, right? Yeah, yeah, right? Everybody, Star Wars theme, some bullshit, right? And like, I was thinking back about like, what's your first fucking, what's your first earworm you can remember? And I sat there and I was thinking, and I was like, no, that's not a by men and that's not a thing. <laughs> it's not a song, right? But you can get that stuck in your head. And I was like, fuck. And it was fucking, I sat there and I was like, oh, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. His name is my name too. Whenever we go out, my people always shout, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Da -da 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 John Because it just goes on and on and on and on because it's one fucking verse. And I don't know how I had to end up singing it, but like I had this weird fucking teacher back then who made a. He, first off, let me tell you how weird this teacher was. Teacher had a shelf, kind of like this, right? Had a bunch of piano bullshit, like notes and shit. And on it was this fucking elf. You remember those big haired elves with a syringe in its neck? <laughs> and he called it, it's a furry with a syringe on top. Because we had to learn fucking Surrey with the fringe on top. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 
weirdest fucking dude, right? And we had to learn, like, I met a gal from Kalamazoo. Like, we're all born in the 20s. This guy was 65 years old, teaching, like, 12-year-olds and 14-year-olds. Like... It's like Kalamazoo, like Nickelodeon. <laughs> Put another nickel in in the Nickelodeon? What the fuck world be living in, dog? Like, it's like in 1989, 19 fucking 90. Like, the world's moving around us, and I gotta sing about the Nickelodeon. I gotta explain to my friends what the fuck a Nickelodeon is. Like, nobody knows what the fuck that is. I could bring that up all day. They don't know what it is, but anyway. <laughs> learn all those stupid fucking songs and now I got fucking John Jacob Jingleheimer shit in my head but anyway that's about it we're gonna leave it there get out of here live Everyone knows what a Nickelodeon is. It's where you get yeah. slimed in the 90s. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that's yeah. what happens. It's a television network it's for television children now. Network. Yeah, yeah. That's Ren and Stimpy in 1989. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> I am the keeper of the cheese, and Why? you're the lemon merchant, and she knows it. That's why they're going to kill us. I'll save you, little missy. Sorry, that's well, an old thanks, Stimpy everybody. line. Put your hands together, everybody, for George Whoa. G. Smith. Oh, okay, yes, we have a comment. Get out of here alive. Quick, quick, quick comment. You're, you're very expressive in your face. Yeah. And that's why I think you need to lose the headphones and the, and the, and the hat because it takes away from your eyes and you're very expressive in your face and it's very distracting. I can't, I can't really see your face. Takes yeah. away from his eyes. It, it's true, though. Yeah. It's true, you're right. You're absolutely right. You need to get away from your podcast and in the place, see? This is what we'd be working with, me with hair. Well, now you have James Harden jokes. And now you have now you have a bunch of uh, LeBron James and James Harden jokes. Look at that. All right. All right. right it was now. that easy. And your face would be more expressive. And, and I don't look at this now. And I'm looking at you rather than his eyes are doing this, but his hat's right here. I got Let's it. Let's do that now. All right. Cool. We'll do that. We'll work on that. We'll do that next time. Hooray, George. Yay. <laughs> Two more comedians left. We're going to fit him in. Your next comedian, he is a stalwart here at Mutiny Radio. He runs shows here on Saturdays and sometimes Sundays called Baby Gotta Eat. And one time he did uh, the Asian uh, invasion, uh, but it was called the Silk Road. Put your hands together right now and clap them in a wild, slappy-like fashion for Ken Suzuki. Thank you. I feel the love. Yes, thank all of you. Thank you, Pam, for uh, plugging my show last month, Silk Road Comedy Tour. We begrudgingly named it that because apparently, according to one of our co-hosts, Orientalism Showcase would have been too offensive <laughs> to the poor little chinky Orientals. Now, oh, man. I don't know. There was a comic up here talking about how guys like to send our dick pics uh, because the, presum the presumption is it'll add 10 pounds. The camera add 10 adds 10 pounds. I wish 10 pounds is all I needed. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry if I seem like I'm sorry if that's too personal. Um, I was told you need to be much more uh, personal, you know, and vulnerable on stage. Talk about your point of view. Tell us who you are. Uh, so I've decided to adopt the point of view of a pathological liar. Yeah. Uh, you know, on speaking of my penis, I have an interesting relationship with it. Uh, I. Th 
There's nothing like finding out on a kindergarten trip to the pool in the locker room for a bunch of other five-year-olds that you have an abnormally shaped penis. I was like, afterwards, I went up to my mom. I was like, Mom, Mom, why does, why does the tip of my penis, why does the front of my penis look like Jay-Z's lips? Why are they calling it Joe Camel, asking if you can smoke a cigarette? And that's how my mom taught me about circumcision. She said, well, Ken, I thought of having you circumcised, but the doctor advised with your dad's genes, you would need every, you would need every inch you can get. Now, for those of you who don't understand, uh, my dad is a, he's a little, well, a little bit of the name of my previous showcase. She didn't understand eugenics, guys. She didn't understand eugenics. She's sorry. She had a poor grasp of science. Uh, but sp science has been making interesting developments. Though. Scientists have now gotten to a point where they're starting to culture and grow meat in petri dishes. Yes, it was the joke about small dicks and, and, and gooks. Uh, well, some would say yes. Never met the guy, but yes, from what I understand, yes. Um, the real meat and petri dish, it's beautiful, man. Guilt-free, gook-free, guilt-free meat, guilt-free. Beautiful, right? So, vegans, cannibals, rejoice. Now, can you imagine, though, if we can grow any meat from any animal, including man, into a petri dish? Would you eat it? I know I would. I'd be, I, would, I would definitely eat human meat, because at least this time I don't have to worry about being shaved. <laughs> oh, white privilege. Science and white privilege is talking about it. If you want to know what an example of white privilege is, it's this. Cum only comes in one color. It's white. <laughs> Get to work, scientists. Come on, you can grow meat in a fucking petri dish now. You got pills that make your cum taste like Jamba Juice. Now you got to make a pill, a pill to make your uh, cum reflect the race of the person shooting it. That's all I'm working on. Thank you. Good Suzuki, shooting people in the face every day. Uh, one critique, so yeah, the. Uh, you said like the, you take over your dad's side when it comes to your penis size, right? But you know you said you, said you took over your... Wait, wait, if you do legit... Uh, but you no. said you took over your dad's side when it comes to penis side, like it's from your dad's side. Mm -hmm. You should go... Do, 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 oh, dude. Just that one little thing. Could be, don't have Except that's anything. Chinese and he's Japanese. What's yeah. the Japanese song? How does the Japanese song go? The Japanese song is as, as clingy as that. It's all, I mean, it's not like Chinese aren't known for big dicks and Japanese are known for small dicks. Like, right, but I mean, you could at least be culturally sensitive enough you know to have a Japanese that, that, that's song. That's the intro Japanese to the song. song like that? No, that's the intro to the song. I'm turning, ja I think I'm turning Japanese. I'm turning Japanese and I'm turning Japanese. Yeah, that's like that, Suddenly, it sounds like that's what I'm talking about without saying small dick. It's like that, that lyric or whatever. And I don't have to make a racial reference at all after that point because yeah. it kind of hammers it home. It just, it just really... It just, 
You don't have to do that anymore. I, don't, I can stop. You don't have to do that anymore. You, do, you did the song, uh-huh. and you don't have to do the I thing or anything more after everyone's on board. Like, turning I'm, Japanese is better than dun 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 dun. That's if he goes so. like, I'm turning Japanese in, I'm turning Japanese in, the 80s song. So you don't have to explain it. It's just like a song. Something that's very, like I mean, people know that song. It's not, yeah. Yeah. A song would be. I like would, that. Thank you. Rather than the next like, two. Look up lines. the turning Japanese song. It's it's a good song. I fucking done another turning Japanese, and then I'm really thinking so. Yeah, yeah, something like that. You know, it's like it's very subtle. It's very subtle, and it shows you, you know exactly what you're talking about. Thank you. That, thank you. That's really constructive. Up here. Ken Suzuki, yay! Our last comedian of the evening. Put your hands together. It's Marcelo Maldonado. Uh, do you guys think that early Americans had a hard time breaking their British accents? I don't know, they're just hanging out, they stub their toe, like, oh, bloody hell, I mean, fuck! Uh, I have a friend who's a witch. That's, uh, you, you heard me correctly. I have a friend who said she's a witch, and I'm inclined to believe her. You know, she's real humble about it. She's like, you know, I don't know that much. Like, I don't know any spells yet, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it, you know, just being a witch. And I, and she was, I was hanging out with her. Uh, she was showing me her crystals. And I decided to, like, quiz her a little bit on the crystals. So I picked up a crystal, picked up, like, a shiny black one. It's like, hey, uh, what does this crystal do? She's like, oh, well, this one, it, like, uh, it wards off evil spirits and just sort of, like, creates an energy around you and, like, uh, just, like, for good feeling. It's basically good vibes. It's basically for good vibes. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Uh, what about this stripy orange one? Well, it's sort of, like, warding off, like, bad stuff but keeping the good good stuff inside it essentially good vibes it's essentially good vibes with this crystal uh how about this purple one good vibes uh this shiny green one good good vibes uh this weird red one bad vibes super bad all right uh and um oh shit oh i think it's weird that witches have always just ridden brooms around. Like, if you're able to give an inanimate object the ability to fly about, wouldn't you choose a chair, like, first? <laughs> That'd be my first idea, is a, just a comfy-ass chair. Or even my bed. Like, not even have to leave the house. Like, if I'm magical as fuck, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, leave it to Mickey Mouse to just conjure brooms to clean shit. Oh, no, those are mops. Whatever. <laughs> um... I like having weird friends. I like having weird friends. You, that, that's actually a, a positive thing about being in San Francisco is you can have really weird artistic friends and they're just weirdos. But like, I, feel, I like having those weird artistic friends, but I don't like having to walk around with them. Like just going anywhere is a fucking hassle because I always want to stop and like look at shit and observe. And uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> they just want to look at shit and like observe shit and like we're stopping every 10 seconds and I get it. It's art. You know, we stop and someone's like sketching this old lady. It's like, oh, oh, all right. I get it. This was like, she's old. She's like seen a bunch. You know, this is art. This is art we're seeing. And it stops to take a, a picture of a building two blocks down. All right. I get it. It is an old building. You know, there's probably history behind it. This is art. I get that. And then suddenly I'm like standing on the sidewalk while they're standing in the middle of the street sketching a manhole cover like get the fuck out of the road like dying for your art that's not to be taken literally 
Uh, that's the fucking it. That's it. That's all. Yeah. Yay, Marcella Maldonado. everybody that was the end of joke workshop stay tuned for ftw that's forever two wheels a great show every monday from eight to ten next time on joke workshop uh show up before seven o'clock and we'll give you all your time have a good night everybody bye are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are you on a raft without a pattern well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The Dictionary.
dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk, come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on MutinyRadio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy, delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son!
the music of Idris Ackamore begins today's journey on the morning train. That was the earliest selection included on the two CD compilation Music of Idris Ackamore, 1971-2004. The group was named The Collective and they performed The Shepherd's Tune, Billie Holiday.
radio.fm in .sf, and I am your sole driver, J.D. Buell. We just heard two each from Billie Holiday and a couple of Count Basie small groups. From Lady Day, we heard I Can't Pretend and Falling in Love Again. Count Basie gave us I Ain't Got No Body and Let Me Live and Love Tonight with the Count on Upright Organ. All from the 1930s. And we're going now to the 1980s for music from Toure Kunda. Kujan mata samakhel dem chide, bangai dundak, bangai delep, samakhel dem chide, sama Toure Kunda. Kujan mata samakhel dem chide, bangai dundak, bangai delep, samakhel dem chide, sama Toure Kunda.
Hey, you, policeman, what's happening? The great Toure Kunda from the single disc collection Dance of the Leaves, the Celluloid Recordings, 1983-1987. We heard two selections from the brothers. There were usually three, sometimes four brothers from one family in that great band. Turu and Salali Muhammad were the selections from Toure Kunda. Now, 2016 music, starting with Sleigh Bells.
Cause doing it all ain't enough Cause everyone all in my cup Cause such and such still owe me bucks So I got the right to get bucked But I try not to let it build up I'm too high, I'm too bad or too much So I let it go, let it go, let it go I ran into this girl, she said Why you always blame it? Why you can't just face it? Why you always gotta be so Solange. Her guest there was Lil Wayne. Before that, from the album A Man Alive, Tao and the Get Down, Stay Down. You broke me in a million pieces. That makes you a millionaire. And before Millionaire, Sleigh Bells gave us a track from their 2016 album Jessica Rabbit. And that was It's Just Us Now. And it is just us, you and me, here on the morning train at mutinyradio.fm. 
You can support Mutiny Radio, those of you who are in the area or wish to fly in or otherwise travel to the area, for the 37th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up the first week of March, March 1st through the 5th. There are a number of events happening here live every evening at the Anti-Trump Tower, which houses the glorious and very elaborate Mutiny Radio studios. Uh, Particularly, I'm thinking Wednesday, March 1st, the gig Smarty Pants, comics with advanced degrees. I should probably be down here for that night and hang out with my fellow fallen academics. Hope to see you during the comedy festival. Let's move on with more music here on the morning train with some cumbia from Colombia.
This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm and .sf, bringing you your daily amount of accordion. From Colombia, we heard Los Immortales, and the selection was La Pollera Colara. That's from the album Cumbia, Cumbia Collection from 1989. Los Immortales and La Pollera Colora. That was followed by Bob Dylan, and it's all good. (laughs) Yeah, that's from the album Together Through Life. What was that? 2009. Bob Dylan and his band. It's all good. Speaking of Bob Dylan, check this out. into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. 
Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m.s at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question. Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter offer and offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a T. 